Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. So I am so excited today to be joined by Abby Hugo from The White Thistle. She is an Instagram expert and influencer, and she's here today to tell us all her tricks and tips. So hello and welcome, Abby. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am too. (laughs) So um, tell us a bit about your journey into being an entrepreneur. So basically, I think like a lot of mums, once you've had a baby, you realize life changes very dramatically. We had a couple of miscarriages before Henry and I was convinced, I was quite detached from my pregnancy. So I was convinced I was going to go back to work in the city. Um, I worked in HR, so I had a really cushy job. Like they would have totally supported flexible working, you know, and I was being paid on maternity leave to just basically cuddle him. Um, But as like maternity leave started to creep towards an end, I was like, nope, nope, can't do this, can't do this, can't leave him. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I could totally work for myself. I had a massive, we just renovated our house um, and it was our 10 year dating anniversary for me and Ian. And we went to Bristol for the weekend, which is where we went to university. And we went, went into a shop, but Henry started crying. He was only three months old. So I just grabbed a business card and walked out. And on the back, I saw they did wholesale products. And I was like, Ian, like, it was like light bulb moment. I was like, I could just, take pictures of the products in my house on Insta and put it on Instagram and sell these products. And that was literally my whole marketing strategy at the point. I was like, have an Instagram account. And it actually worked. Like I built an audience before I found the products. So I kind of unwittingly didn't really know what I was doing, but I'd done it the right way. So I built an audience of people that liked my style so that when I came to sell the products, um, I had an audience waiting to sell to. But again, Henry was about six months old by this point and it was hard. It was really, really hard to fulfill the orders. Some of the products, in fact, my sort of my best selling products were products I made myself, which were bath boards and shelves. Um, so that required actual effort into creating them and yeah, shipping them out and stuff like that. So when I hit about 5,000 followers on Instagram, I got approached by a brand um, which was a bedding company and they didn't quite realize I was a shop myself. So maybe some lack of, you know, look on their side, but also <laughs> maybe I wasn't clear enough. I don't know. But, um, they, I sort of said that we had a conversation, a really frank conversation and they just asked for my rates. And at that point I was like, what? Uh Oh, what? This is a real thing. This happens. Um, and I'd never considered it in my like wildest dreams that I could be an influencer, especially like 5,000 followers. Um, but because I didn't sell bedding, I didn't see it as a competition. So we came to an agreement that obviously, I, yeah, I would. I would promote their products. And it started to be that I was approached more and more. And I sort of saw that I was getting, I sort of scaled back the shop basically to just the products that I make. Because that was my biggest profit margin. And because I was equaling out at that point, as in selling my products and that. And then how we met, obviously, I went started going to networking events. And to be very frank, no one really cared about how my shop done. They just wanted to know (laughs) how I'd been successful on Instagram. So I saw this other niche where I 
didn't have to fulfill orders. I didn't have to go to the post office. I didn't have to, you know, find stock and all this kind of stuff. And I just thought maybe I could start helping other women in business, which is a real passion. Like I loved like giving advice and stuff like that and turn that into a monetized kind of business. And so the shop fell away completely. And I kept doing the influencer work because that's my passion. That's like content creation. I get to be really creative there. And then I'm helping other businesswomen on the side um, is my other business. And yeah, I love it. It's just really, really fun. Both sides of it. I love that. I love how like organic it all happened because I think that a lot of people um, worry about that. Like they go into this, maybe not having a really clear vision, but sometimes I think that's okay. And sometimes you just go on a journey and then do something completely different. Like at the beginning, I didn't think that I would do the entrepreneurs growth club, but here I am now on a podcast. So, um, so you set up this whole business whilst you've been a mum which is sort of similar to me with phonics with robot reg and something that i really struggled with for the first year of running a business was mum guilt is that something oh, yeah. that you've struggled with 100 percent. i don't, you just think i can't get it right either way um i'm always either you know i'm i, I like i'm struggling with it am i fully present with henry or am i fully present in my business how can i get this right and i think there is no right answer it's just got to be what's right for your family and at the end of the day i always said that if i could um initially it was if i could just cover my mortgage i would feel like i am contributing to this family because with no um you know no disrespect to anyone um i've always just my own thing i wanted to be more than just be a mum because i needed it for my own sanity so if i could do that without having to go to the city that would have been amazing. And I did, I did it very quickly. And then it was like, okay, if I could just hit this goal and then this goal, and I think you always push the boundary and I'm like, am I then neglecting Henry? But before, obviously I think we're recording this in COVID, aren't we? So yes. um, I had it all set out. He went to nursery one day a week and that was my day to cram. And then the other days I would be hundred percent more present with him, but it's very difficult. It's so difficult. Yeah, definitely during lockdown, it's been one of the most <laughs> um but I think for me I'm exactly the same as you Abby I knew that I couldn't just be a mum I needed something else something more and the way that I get around it is by thinking I am being a good role model to my child by showing him that he's got a hard-working mum he's got a mum who's created her own business but it did take me about 18 months to get there and see it as a positive rather than something that was constantly weighing me down and it's yeah I I've said to Ian since like I'm, I've definitely worked on it because I've said to Ian actually what I love about it is that um, he's learning hopefully to be creative and an entrepreneur himself because I didn't I haven't come from an entrepreneurial family whereas I want Henry to have those skills I think they're so powerful to come up with a concept and and create wealth in your own family and I think that's more important than the mum guilt. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. And that's actually something that me and my husband talk about all the time. Like, even if you are going to be employed, having that sort of entrepreneurial spirit is really important. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Instagram, seeing as that is your passion and expertise. So in my experience, people get so hung up on like how many followers you've got, how many followers have you got? And um, I just want to know what your take on that is. How important is how many followers you've got and, and things like that? Or do you think as a business owner, you should be focusing more on the content that you're putting out there rather than the followers? Okay, so there's, there's just twofold to it, obviously. 
with following numbers, we can't get away from it. It becomes like there is social credibility that comes with it, whether we like it or not. Um, but in terms, it's, it's definitely a pride thing. If you can put that aside, you, you do not. I have um, clients who have a thousand followers that make far more money than the people that have 30,000 followers, 40,000 followers. So it is definitely a pride thing that we need to shift. Um, but if you can grow at the same time, it is important to try and grow those numbers because it is a statistics and a numbers game. The more you have, the more you can create wealth. But it is about the content you put out. If you have 100 followers and all 100 of those buy from you, I think your quid's in. If you've got 1,000 followers, only two of them buy from you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I always say. And also, I think people just presume, like if you had 100,000 followers, that you would be making loads of money. But I'm convinced that there's probably people out there with 100,000 followers who aren't making any money off of it. They're just maybe getting a few, a few freebies here and there, but not necessarily monetizing off their audience. Well, there was a really interesting case um, of a, an influencer, in fact, who had about 100,000 followers, if not more, who tried to start her own business selling, uh, I think it was t-shirts or something like that, and she couldn't make eight orders. And that just goes to show that it definitely is not about the size of your audience. It's about how invested the, those audience is in you. Does that make sense? Yeah. How invested they are in you. <laughs> so this is where you are an expert because you understand how to make followers into paying customers or clients. So talk yeah. to us a little bit about how you do that. It's more about, and it's more about providing value to your audience. People worry about giving away like free, they're like, oh, I can't give too much away because then they won't buy from me. But in fact, if you flip that on its head, people will probably still buy from you, but they'll be validated in their understanding of that they do know it. Sometimes people don't need to, um, you know, you can give away so much. And then, so I think there's a saying, it's sort of the what and the why, but not the how. So you can give away, yeah, the what and the why. So what you need to do and why you need to do it, but you leave out the how and that you say for your paying clients. But the best, most converting part of Instagram is stories, hands down Instagram stories, because they build this like, know and trust factor so, so quickly. Um, and you can, you can engage with them and they can engage back with you. So you can have active conversation with your, with your followers through things like the emoji slider and the polls, which are the engagement stickers, which if someone is taking action with you there, then you know they want more from you. So use them. I absolutely love Instagram stories. It's like my favorite thing, um, which brings me on to my next favorite thing, which is TikTok. <laughs> my current <laughs> obsession is TikTok. No, I'm not a 14 year old. Well, maybe I am at my heart. Um, tell us about TikTok and do you think it's the next growing platform? Do you think it's where we should be at as business owners? What do you make of, of TikTok? So I love TikTok. I really, really do. Um, it's yes, I completely put it off for a while because I'm not a 14 year old girl either, but um, there is a space for it. It definitely is a growing platform. I have, I think we need to adopt it while it's on trend because you'll build a following there it will definitely convert i found people on there and then followed them on instagram and vice versa but i do have a theory that instagram tends to cannibalize a lot of social media platforms so if you think about snapchat that is now instagram stories if you think about zoom for example facebook's just brought out instagram rooms and um facebook rooms so anytime another and igtv is youtube so anytime another platform does well instagram finds a way of amalgamating it and bring it into the platform so I think people need to learn the strategy behind TikTok now so that they can apply it early to Instagram when it brings out their version of it 
because IGTV like is just it's the most important place they're about to monetize the ads on it so the early adopters of that will do really really well off it like people do on YouTube so I think I love TikTok learn it learn how to do it well and then you can be an early adopter of it on Instagram and it will it will serve you well in the future so how important is it that we are like using IGTV just in our you know organically in our Instagram use I think it's really, really important. I think if you can um, find a way to make it part of your core content. So I'm all about how can you um, make the most out of your content, the most reach out of your content. So um, if you do an IGTV, can you split that up and share that on your stories? If you do it, can you write it out and make that a blog post? So you definitely need to be using it. And like I said, it's the algorithm prioritizes content that, um, so it'll prioritize IGTV content because it's a platform it wants people to use more. So it, it prioritizes live content because if you notice when someone goes live, you'll be notified about it over and over again because they want you to watch it. So anything that Instagram has brought out that's new, it will prioritize in the algorithm. And if you can use that, your feed and your profile will be prioritized too. During lockdown, a lot of people have been going live on Instagram. And sometimes it's like seven people on my feed will all be live at the same time. And it sort of started to annoy me. So I've stopped doing Instagram lives because I used to do Instagram lives and Facebook lives at the same time. Cause why not kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. But now I've stopped doing Instagram lives, but do you still think we should be doing Instagram lives? So I don't, I, uh, that's just me. I personally don't, I also, I'm not keen on them as in, I don't tend to watch them myself, but I think, Instagram will eventually notice it, it tends to weigh up, doesn't it? So it'll push it out and push it out and push it out. And if it doesn't work, it, it will kill it. So there have been things that Instagram had that it has quashed. Um, so I think it would just be a case of checking the analytics. It's still, I think lockdown has escalated Instagram lives and using them a different way. So it will be interesting to see how it comes out the other side. Yeah. I mean, I, there is like Gary V does his Instagram live daily and I watch that and the Rachel Hollis show. So I'm sure that there's like big, massive people who are using it really well. Um, but yeah, I, it sort of annoys me when people go on live and don't really have anything to say. They're just using Chatting. it. Yeah. I think that's why I don't do it because there's no point to them. If that makes sense. If they were using it, for example, as an education tool, then I'm more likely to dive into it. Yeah, I totally agree. If somebody was just starting out on Instagram, if, you know, I have a lot of people who listen who are just launching their business, what would be your first tips for someone just getting their head around Instagram? Okay, so there's sort of three things that I would prioritize. And it would be if you literally haven't got any content or you've been using your personal platform and they're thinking about transitioning it into a business platform, think about the first nine image. Well, think about them, but don't spend too long. Don't get stuck in your head. Get the first nine images there. People don't tend to follow profiles that don't look active. So if you've got nine images, it looks like you're posting. Um, so get nine images that relate to your brand and your business, not that aren't, you know, don't post pictures of like a fluffy dog if that's not part of your brand. So get nine images up. Think about your username, which is for me, it's at the white thistle and your name, which again, for me is Abby Hugo. It's motherhood and lifestyle because those two parts of your um account are the only searchable parts so think of it like um, search engine optimization seo if someone's going to put in essex photographer into instagram are you going to be found because a lot of businesses tend to just put say i did at the very start you have at the white thistle and then my my name would be at the white thistle so you're not making the most of your account 
and then your bio because your bio is going to tell your followers your potential followers whether it's worth following you or not uh, uh, what are they going to get from your account who are you why are you relevant to them it tends to just be like a block of text and it's just really hard to read make it really bullet pointed so that it's really clear what you do and who you serve but also include something fun and relatable because at the end of the day I get so many um, people tag me in like South African what because my husband's South African um, and I talk about wine a lot um, and they tag me in that because that's what they know me for now yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes I will go on people's Instagram bios and it won't even be clear what their business is. So on a Wednesday, I do Working Mum Wednesday, hashtag Working Mum Wednesday. And then I choose a winner every week. And sometimes I'll think, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to describe this person's business because it's really not clear. So I think that's really good advice um, to make make it really clear. You You've got to almost like if you were an alien who just landed from outer space, would they be able to understand what you did just in your bio? That's so exactly. important. What would you say that your biggest struggle has been as an entrepreneur? Oh, good question. Initially, um, it was definitely like imposter syndrome and um, confidence. So I'm sort of an introvert. I was very, very shy at the beginning. So to even talk about my business was so difficult. Fun fact, I in fact didn't use Instagram two years ago. I didn't, I had a personal account which had about two photos on it. Um, I didn't use Facebook, I didn't use any of these platforms. I just thought they were quite, um, because of the kind of person I am, I thought it was quite showy if that made sense. Um, so to tell people that I have an entire business based around it is just laughable. But it was the confidence thing, but actually using Instagram, going live on stories, learning to talk, has been transformational, not just in my business, but in my life. So the quicker you can learn to get over it, the far better it's going to serve you. Like, yeah, I, just, I wouldn't have done this a year ago. I wouldn't have been brave enough to say that I don't know who's going to hear it. So that would have ner like unnerved me. So yeah, definitely confidence. That's the biggest thing that I get from people is that, you know, I'm always harping on about video content and how important it is on whatever platform they're using. And the biggest thing that I get is that they don't like the way that they look on camera or they don't like the way they sound or it makes them feel nervous or what if people talk to them. And it breaks my heart a little bit that people feel like that. And obviously I'm quite naturally confident person. I went to drama school, so sort of speaking in front of a camera doesn't, worry me although you know obviously there has been the odd person who said something about me and my business you're always going to get that and I just think you need to get over that because if you're going to put yourself out there people will say something about you and I think actually it says a lot more about that person than it does about you but that's really interesting to know because I'm sure that a lot of people would think that you were really confident and I know that you talk a lot about being an introvert on your Instagram page which I think is great because it it gives others the, the sort of confidence to step outside their comfort zone but what would be your piece of advice for someone who's like I just hate being on video what what would you say so I have a story that goes with it so basically six months into um, being on the white thistle and having this account I was um, nominated for a business award um, so I was nominated for a business award for best interiors account and I knew in my head that I had to talk about it. If I didn't talk, if I just put a text story up to say, please go vote for me, no one was going to vote for me because 
I'm, I'm a no one to them. I didn't have a profile picture as my face. I never showed my face on my feed. So I was just this faceless account. So I wrote a script. <laughs> I put on the worst filter. It was like a French, like mime, you know, red lips, black and white. But it was, it was what gave me the confidence. It, it, I just, I had to do it. Um, and it was awful. It was dreadful. I watched it back about a hundred times. I probably cried. My mum messaged me and said, I didn't even realize that was you. So I was like, oh, brilliant. That just failed. But I forced myself. I literally cringed for probably three months. I forced myself every day to show up for just, it's 15 seconds. An Instagram story is 15 seconds. And you want to know the weirdest thing? I now enjoy it. <laughs> Practice hundred percent. You can learn to do anything. Again, in, in my corporate days, I would never have stood on stage and talked to people. Now I enjoy it because I know the knowledge I'm imparting. So yeah, practice, just practice. And yeah. do, do what you need to do. Like I did, a, I did that horrible filter, but it gave me the confidence. So do what you need to do to make yourself feel confident. Put makeup on, you know, put fake eyelashes on. Do whatever it is that builds you enough up to do it. Yeah, and I think that's great. Like step into the person that you want to be. If you know that you need to be on, on video to do this job, I think if you run your own business, pretty much you have to put yourself out on camera these days because social media is all about getting yourself out there. So um, yeah, I just think if you love what you talk about and you love what you do, then you need to fall in love with doing it to the camera. So there's three things that I always ask everybody at the end of a podcast interview. And the first one is who inspires you? Okay. So there's a, she's, she's another influencer to be fair, but she started as an interiors account and her name, she's, she was the crafty Fox and she's now Victoria Eames. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and she is just like unapologetically rude, crass, hilarious. She just, uh, she's the complete opposite of me. And I think that's why I love her because I just watch her and I'm like, well, she's got the guts to go for it and say, she was talking about breastfeeding and she was in the Daily Mail with her digestive nips as such. Like that's what she was quoted as in the Daily Mail next to a picture of the queen. And she was like, well, <laughs> and it just, she cracks me up, but she inspires me to just, you know, if she can say that stuff, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to offend anyone. I love it. I'm going to check her out. She sounds great. <laughs> Um, and also, my followers know I'm all about reading business books. I absolutely love personal development, all of that stuff. So what is one book that you've read that has really made an impact on you? I couldn't choose one. <laughs> okay, well, this is good. I have two because I read them right at the start of my journey and they really, really resonated with me in my mindset. So um, How to Be an Overnight Success by Marie um, Hatsu's. Stephanis, I think. Um, and basically I was like, how do I make this successful? How do, and I read the book and she starts the book out like, um, I'm on a jet plane, I'm drinking champagne and all this stuff. And then it goes, she's like, but this is 10 years into my journey. It's just, it's just that one sentence. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it's so true. Everybody wants to be an overnight success. And the really, well, I've never come across anybody who is an overnight success. I don't think it exists. And then the other one I love is hashtag girl boss because it's just, she's just proven. Um, I think that's again, Sophia Amoruso that you can go from nothing to everything. It, I, I love those transformational stories. I think that's what really resonates with me. Um, you know, you just have to be savvy enough and, ballsy enough to go for it I love that and 
if you were with somebody who said, look, Abby, I am about to launch my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur. What would be the one piece of advice that you have learned along your journey that you would tell them? Um, so it's actually my life motto in a way, which sounds really like cheesy, but um, it's just never give up. Honestly, never, ever give up. You will have moments where you just like, so I've just had a, another baby. She's three months old, Amelia. And I cannot tell you those first six weeks, I was like, nope, don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? I'll just go back to work. Like, this is too hard. But it's those people that just keep pushing through. And I've come up across a lot of diversity in my life, um, earlier in my life. And it's, if you can just keep going, life does get better. It does work out. And eventually, like, you will succeed. So just keep going. I absolutely love that. What an amazing end to our interview, Abby. Thank you so much. And please tell everyone, where can they find you? So um, I am obviously at The White Thistle um, on Instagram and I have a Facebook group, which is literally just Abby Hugo, uh, where you can get free Instagram advice for businesses. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I will pop those links in the notes so that you can go and follow Abby and see her amazing, gorgeous Instagram account and follow her tips as well. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you.